0: sun had yet to crest in the horizon and mary mary is up early mary is up early because her world has been rocked everything all of her hopes all of her dreams lie in the grave and so she's there she's early and she heads for the tomb but what she's expecting she doesn't find the stone is rolled away but she ain't happy Whoa, 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 something's happened. Somebody must have stolen this body. So she runs back. She tells the other two disciples, she tells Peter, she tells John. She says, listen, boys, something's gone. Come come and check it out. His body is not there no more. Somebody must have taken it. And so the boys get up. They run to the tomb. Now, John's writing this in the book of John, chapter 20, and he makes note to say, now, he got there first. Peter eventually got there. Like, isn't that just like brothers, you know, boys? Like, everything's a competition, even when you're writing Scripture. The whole world is going to know that I beat you to the tomb. So they're there. They're at the tomb. They look in, and it's just like she said, there's no body. It's, man, you can imagine. Now, now the Bible doesn't say this, but then they start to head back home, and you can imagine the conversation that they're having. I don't know, Peter, I don't know, John, what What do you think? I, I don't know, could, could it be true? Could there be resurrection? I mean, I don't know, Jesus, did you see all of the things that he's done these last three years? I mean, remember the little boy? Some bread, some fish, fed multitudes. That was pretty awesome. Remember the wedding? There was water, and then there was wine. How did he pull that one off? I don't know. I mean, you just, this conversation, they're talking, and they're heading back home. See, but Mary doesn't go home. Mary can't go home. Mary stays at the tomb and tears are filling her eyes because, remember, all of her hope is gone. And everything within her just says, I can't go back to the way it used to be. See, I know Peter and John, y'all, y'all can go back, but see, see, for me, y'all don't know what it was like, and, and now, the, the, these last few years, they've been amazing in the presence of Jesus, but, but what now? And so she's there, and tears are filling her eyes, and she's just sobbing, I, I can't, I can't go back, so I, I thought everything had changed, and now... There's just death, and now there's this grave, and she hasn't yet to seen resurrection. And then the Bible says this. And then there was these two angels that showed up. Two angels show up. Now, I don't know about y'all, but if I'm just hanging out, like right now, and two angels just come walking in, it's like, whoa, crazy, like just amazing, mind-blowing. But she doesn't even recognize them. She doesn't even recognize them. And the angel's there, and they ask her this, Woman, why are you crying? Now listen, if there's a woman at a tomb and she's crying, it's not really the most appropriate question at the moment. Why are you crying? This just lets you know, like the angels have no idea. They're just clueless. Why are you crying? And then she turns, and then Jesus is standing right there. She doesn't recognize him, but here's what's crazy: Jesus asked her the same question. Why are you crying? To which, come on, that's almost borderline rude, Jesus. I mean, this woman is there. She's had a grave. Tears falling, And you're going to ask her why she's crying? I mean, I mean, this is just, Jesus, you should not do this. I mean, have you ever, uh, any of you parents in here had it? those moments where your kids have just been crying? And then they come and they run up to you. And you know the difference between, like, the real cry and the fake cry. And, and after a while, you're just kind of, you don't even get off the couch. You're like, yeah, that's a fake cry. <laughs> the other day, my, my daughter come in. She's Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And she's like, tears just bawling down her face. Where, where's, where's my teddy bear? Where's my teddy bear? I'm like, what are, you, what are you crying for? What are you crying for? I can't find my teddy bear. And, and then Jesus asked Mary this follow-up the question. Who are you looking for? Like, again, with the questions, Jesus, who are you looking for? Like, the entire city knew what was happening. Jesus was made a public spectacle. The, the cross, there wasn't a person in all of Jerusalem that didn't know exactly what had happened. There wasn't a person that didn't, didn't go by this town and see what, what was happening to Jesus. There was soldiers guarding this tomb for a reason. And they're there, and there's this tomb. And so he asks again this question, who are you looking for? Like, side note, anytime Jesus asks you questions, it's not that he's looking for an answer. He already knows the answer. He, he already knows what it is. Like, remember the moment from, from the very beginning in the garden where Adam has just sinned, and then God comes down, Adam, where are you? It's like the very first hide-and-go-seek. And to which the real question wasn't, Adam, where are you? It's, Adam, do you know where you are? And the real question to Mary wasn't, wasn't Mary, who are you looking for? It's, Mary, do you know who you're looking for? Because the truth is, I'm standing right here. Everything that she's looking for, everything that she's waiting for in anticipation for, and in balls. And, and, and tears just bawling, crying, standing right there talking to her. And she doesn't even recognize it. And, and again, my, my daughter comes in and she's looking for this toy daddy. Where, where is my bear? Where's my bear? Why are you crying? Your teddy bear's sitting right there. And she's just, oh, okay, thanks, Dad. I'm like, just look for it. Did you look for it? Yes, I did. Like, all of this is happening. Why are you crying? Who are you looking for? These questions that Jesus is asking, I mean, this would be the equivalent, is if right now, Journey was going to come back and do a concert right here in Brunswick County. Right here, Odell Williamson Auditorium, Journey in concert. There's nobody in the entire county, in the entire state that wouldn't be like, hey, did you hear about it? For all of y'all that are under the age of 20, Journey is the best band that has ever lived. Just so. Come on, somebody. If y'all don't like that, I mean, there's other churches. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. i playing some journey after service. Jesus is asking these questions. He already knows the answers. But here's the thing. Mary has showed up to a tomb, and she's expecting a body. She's expecting to come and take care of the body of Jesus. What did you come expecting this morning? And what if Jesus wanted to blow your expectation out of the water? What if the very thing that you thought you were looking for and then all of a sudden it wasn't there and you didn't find it and Jesus wants to do something completely different? And see, but Mary can't see it because all she sees is her pain and her tears and her expectations are, well, they're, they're not being met. And see, that's the entire story with Jesus. See, if you were there and it was first century Jerusalem and you've heard all of the prophecies about a king is coming, there's going to be one that's going to save us. And so you're expecting a king, you're expecting a kingdom, and you're expecting it to look exactly like, well, the kings and the kingdoms of the past. And when Jesus shows up, he's born in a manger from a family that's relatively unknown, from a place that's like, where? Shalot? You meant to say Charlotte. Like, this place, like, wasn't even like, he, was, he must have been from Jerusalem or Corinthia, like some big city. Like, no. And, and so, everything that Jesus was doing was, was just blowing people's minds, even to the point of, like, when he comes into town, he's riding on a donkey. Like, kings don't ride donkeys, kings ride horses. And, and for the most part, if you were there, first century Jerusalem, Jesus was a total letdown. Jesus was a total letdown because he didn't come in the package that anybody was expecting. It it, it was totally different. So a lot of people had a hard time accepting him. Have you ever had something come, and you're waiting for it, but it's come in a different package than what you were expecting, and you were let down only to realize, wait, hold up. This was actually better than what I thought it was. I remember years ago, Amazon was, like, just getting started. Amazon was kind of this company uh, uh, getting going, and we had this I don't know what's called, uh, Elephant Christmas, where, you, you know, you pick different gifts and people can steal the gifts. I don't know what it's called, but that, that thing. And, and all of the families together, and I think we're actually in Texas with, De- with my wife's family, and everybody's gotten these gifts. And so I go to pick up my gift, and I open the bag, and there's this piece of paper, and it's, it's, apparently it's an Amazon gift card for 25 bucks. But it doesn't look like a gift card. It looks like somebody printed out an email. And so I'm looking at this thing, I'm like, what? What's Amazon? And why does somebody give me a printed out email? And I'm totally disappointed. I'm like, anybody want to steal this gift? Right here, somebody just print out an email and put it in there with the gifts. I don't know why they did it. You know, so I'm totally let down, because you know, I, I have no clue what I have in my hands. Amazon is the greatest gift of all times. It opens your world to endless possibilities. You could buy whatever you want, and it could be at your doorstep in two days. See, but back then, I didn't know because it came, and it looked just like, dude, somebody printed out an email and gave me this junk gift. (laughs) And for the most part, Jesus has come in a package that nobody's expecting, and Mary is there, and she's expecting a body lying dead. She's gotten questions from angels. She's gotten questions from Jesus now. And then she even goes this far to say this to Jesus. Like, where have you taken him? If if you've taken the body, just let me know. To the point where she's actually calling Jesus a grave robber. Which technically, he kind of has robbed the grave. Right? But she's saying this. She's saying this to him because all all she can see is this pain. And the real question is, where is the manifestation of my expectation? Where is the manifestation of my expectation? I came here expecting one thing, and now it's empty, and my life, everything is broken. Have you ever had expectations, and then they didn't quite match up with reality? If you're in here and you're married, you have expectations, that didn't match up with reality. Come on, some of y'all. Listen, are we all, that girl, listen, hey, oh, y'all see my husband? Oh, he's, such, he's a good man. We can't wait to get married. This is how it's going to go. I'm going to wake up. My man's going to cook me breakfast in bed every morning. A little eggs, a little grits, a little toast. And, and, then, and then he's going to go to work. And then at night he's going to come home. He's going to run me a bubble bath. There's going to be little roses sprinkled all in there. It's going to be so nice. And then we're just going to lay in bed and we're going to cuddle. We're going to watch Hallmark movies. It's going to be good. Come on, y'all. You know you thought that. And then you got married. And then that, that, that man showed up. You're lucky to get a bowl of cereal. Y'all fighting over the last bit of milk. You know, he, you're lucky if he takes a bath. And then forget Hallmark. You're watching like Lord of the Rings trilogy. And like your expectations and what happened, and if you're not careful, it can throw you for a loop. And like I don't know, something's wrong with my marriage. Pray for me. Something's wrong with this guy. (laughs) Y'all went. You went to the job interview. Oh man, they're gonna hire me. Vice president, VP of marketing. I tell you, man, y'all y'all are lucky to have me. This is gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna increase sales by twenty percent. Things are gonna go good. We're gonna do this and we're gonna do this. What do you think? Do I have the job? Mailroom. Wait, hold hold on, did you see the resume? Did you see the resume? Like, did you see all those letters? PhD, NBC, ABC, all those things? Yeah, yeah, we saw them. Mail room. No, 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 hold on. Like, what you expect and then what you got. I, I remember when me and my wife first got married, and I had, I was this guy that just came off of the mission field, spent a few years in Indonesia. So, listen, girl, this is what we're going to do. We have this big plan. We're going to do this. We're going to save up our money. We're going to go back to Indonesia. We are going to be changing the world for Jesus. We're going to be preaching in front of thousands of people, Muslims and Hindus and all these people are going to get saved. And, like, they're going to do specials about it. And Billy Graham's going to come, too. (laughs) And, like, that's the plan, girl. We are dreaming big. And then for the next five years, it was baked potato or fries. What would you like with that? And the only thing I was changing was dirty diapers. I had a couple kids, and I'm like, God, this isn't the plan. This isn't the way it was supposed to go. My expectation and my manifestation just wasn't lining up things. Something's wrong here, God. What's going on? So I could understand how Mary felt. Things just aren't going like she thought it would. As a matter of fact, here's the thing, though. Just because things aren't going the way you think they should, doesn't mean that Jesus isn't closer than you even realize. She's speaking to the very one that she's looking for. The very one that she's in tears and crying and her heart's broken is standing right in front of her. But the problem is she can't see Jesus through her pain. She can't see Jesus through her hurt. She can't see Jesus through understanding that something's happened bigger than what she's expected. And this is not just her story. This is our story. This is everybody's story. This is, you remember the children of Israel? They've come out of slavery. And there's this promised land that's promised them. And, and the next thing you know, they, they've come back and they have their reports. Listen, we can't take this land. There's giants. Uh, there's no way we could do it. And it says this, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. See, the enemy didn't see them that way, but they saw themselves that way. And so what happened? A generation wandered in the wilderness, just waiting, just waiting. Their pain blocked their vision of what God can do. Because after all, they've just been slaves for 400 years. After all, how can we do that? Do y'all forget y'all just Walk through a parted sea. I'm here to remind you that you're here this morning. Do you know how many times God has come through for you that you don't even know about? All of those things that should have taken your life, only by the grace of God that you're not locked up right now, only by His grace, only by His mercy. And she even goes too so far to say this. She's looking, she's talking to Jesus. And it says, and she thought he was a gardener. She thought he was a gardener. What, Jesus? Y'all, it's Easter Sunday. You're supposed to wear nicer clothes than a white T-shirt. <laughs> now, this is why this is so important. Because she's speaking to the resurrected Christ. Think about that for a moment. She's speaking to the resurrected Christ, and she mistakes him for a gardener. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about the resurrected Jesus, I think about some dude with like glowing white clothes and some robe. He's like floating six inches above the ground. There's like Leonard Skinner music in the background, and like, and Queen, and then dunn. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, it's resurrected Jesus, y'all. Dun, 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 dun. Like, you just think that this is, this is Jesus' resurrected Christ. I mean, he's like almost translucent. You can just like put your hand through him. It's just amazing. And no, no, he looks like the gardener. He, 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 looks, like, he looks like the guy who mows my grass. He, he, he looks like the guy who helped me park my car in the parking lot. He looks like the person who helped serve me a cup of coffee this morning. He looks like that person that helps me out at the Walmart line. He looks like you. He looks like me. And see, everyone's expecting, everyone's expecting the the resurrected Christ to come in some certain way, and he's blown these expectations. And she didn't even see him. At first. Her pain was blocking her vision, but then all of a sudden, he speaks her name, Mary. And when he says her name, it's like a light bulb. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. See, there's something about when he speaks your name. It's something about when he says, Lucas. It's different than when anybody else says it. It's something about when he says Barrett. It. It's something about when he says Michael. That all of a sudden, whew, I thought I was just talking to a gardener. This is Jesus. This is the resurrected Christ. And then all of a sudden, you could just imagine the overwhelming, just her, her world is just. There's resurrection. There is hope beyond the grave. Everything, I don't have to go back there anymore. And all this is happening. And she's just being blown away. It's an amazing moment. And I just wonder how many times do we miss them because we're looking down. And all we've seen is the pain. Well, Lucas, you don't know how much hurt I've been through. You don't know what's happened at my last church. You don't know the last time I, I trusted somebody, what they did with my trust. Lucas, you, you don't know what's happened when I was a child. You don't know all that I've been through. And so what happens is all of our pain and all of our hurt keeps us from seeing Jesus. And the fact is he's all around us. Now, now here, that, that's, that's one person and they're hurt. And the story continues from John 20 and, and there's the resurrection and, and, and Acts one, it opens up, and, and you have some disciples, and the Bible tells us this, that they were looking up to heaven like Jesus was right there, and Jesus had ascended, and they're standing there, and they're looking up, and to which again, some angels show up, and they come up to these boys, and they're like, what are y'all looking at? As a matter of, Alan, come here for a second. Well, let's, let's illustrate this for a second. Like, so you're, you're here. I need a second. Carl, you, where's Carl at? Somebody. Carl, come up here too. There's, there's two of them. So We've got to make this correct. Yeah. You're going to preach the rest of the sermon. Here you go. So. Come right here. And, and so, so you boys have just talked to Jesus, and he's, like, ascended, like, into the clouds. So you're just staring up. They're just staring there. <laughs> just standing. Again, and then here, here, come, here they come. What, 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 you boys looking at? What, what, bird? Is it a bird? Plane? No, they ain't been invented yet. They're not, like, you got, got a few years. Something, No. Little thing, something? Y'all taking selfies. Is that what it is? I don't know. What's going on? It, y'all know you're going to get neck cramps like this. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, and this is what they say. Stop looking up. He's not there anymore. He's not there anymore. Thank you, fellas. See, some of us, we just stand there, and we're just like, we, we, we've come to know Christ. We've come to know Jesus, and we, we've spent our, the rest of our lives just looking up, saying, one day we'll get to heaven. One day all of this will be done and, and everything will be better then. And Jesus is like reminding them, Wait, uh, hold on, I was going to send the Holy Spirit. Don't you know I'm going to come and I'm going to live and dwell in you? In you? Maybe some of us have been looking down. Some of us have just been looking up and we need to start looking horizontal. Maybe Christ is closer than we think. Maybe he shows up in the most awkward of places. Maybe he shows up in that Walmart shopping line. Maybe he shows up in the person that was helping you this morning. Maybe he shows up even in places that you don't think, like the DMV. (laughs) I know, like that's a stretch. But he can be found there on occasion. Just not at the lunch break. I'm joking. If you're in here and you work at the DMV, we love you. Grace and peace. Um, But he does. He does. He shows up in ways that no one's ever expecting. Think about it. Look at the scriptures. People were expecting the king to come in a certain way. They got a baby in a manger. They were expecting the resurrected Christ to look in a certain way. What they got? They got a guy who looked like a gardener. They thought the king and the kingdom was going to come in a way. Well, how did he come? Well, it came through a cross. And he was riding a donkey. And no one expected. And he's still coming today. He's all around us. I'm asked the worship team to come back up. If everyone could please stand to their feet. Maybe this morning you've come here and you've had some expectations. You expected something or. Maybe you've been going through life, and what you've expected and what you've experienced have seemingly been worlds apart. Maybe some of us have been through so much pain and so much hurt that we've missed Jesus through the tears. And maybe some of us have been so busy just looking up that we forgot to look out. And he's right there. He's among us. And here's the thing, just like Mary, you've, you've come here and you say, well, I, I can't go back to the way it used to be any more. I can't live like that any longer. Something's got to change. I'm here to tell you the answer is Jesus. The person that you've been looking for is Jesus. All of the ways, and you've been trying to fill that hole and that gap in your heart. Maybe you've been trying to do it through a relationship, through money, through power, through success. There's nothing that will fill that hole except Jesus. There is nothing that will keep your marriage together than Jesus. There is nothing. He is the way, the truth and the life. Let's pray together. If you're in here this morning and you don't know him, if you're in here and you don't want to go another minute without him, you don't want to take another breath without your Savior, right now, this is your moment. Jesus is calling you home, and here's the great part. He's saying all is forgiven. There is nothing that you have done, there is nothing that you will do that could ever take away from my love for you. You are forgiven, and you are loved, and I accept you right now where you're at if you're in here and you want to give your life to christ could you do me a favor and could you just lift your hand real high in the air lift your hand real high so everybody could see it we want to make a stand that people would see this keep it up please yes lord anybody else yes lord yes lord any more thank you jesus If everyone will please join with me in this prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I ask that you would come and fill my life. All that I have is yours. I lay it at your feet, Jesus. My life is yours. Do with it as you will. Amen. This has been a presentation of Coastal Vineyard Church, a community of faith, hope, and love. For more information on who we are and how you can support future podcasts, visit us on the web at www.coastalvineyard.org. Come to the sea Come on, be